Welcome back to Customer Experience Conversations and Merry Christmas from the ACF team. In this episode, we talk about how organizations are optimizing their retail experience with the proper use of technology and also with in-store events. Welcome back to another episode of Customer Experience Conversations. We are continuing on from our topic on Christmas retail shopping. Uh, We finished last episode talking about how retailers could use technology to facilitate more meaningful experiences. We were using the example of Greg's suit shop. Do you think that is the kind of experience that would need technology to work better? Something like a bespoke suit tailor shop, family <laughs> business. Yeah. In all honesty, probably not. Mm. You know, for for a one-off business like that, I'm not sure how much technology in particular would help them. Who would it help? Well, it's going to help the organisations that just tend to have a much larger footfall and are trying to captivate an audience that potentially could be switching away from their business in some respects. So you have, uh, in the, for example, in the banking sector, there's a massive focus on customer retention, right? And part of retaining a customer is giving them the level of service they want. Part of doing that is making sure that the service they receive is tailored to them. That's really quite a simple formula, I think, that, that retail buyers buy. And that's because one of the major factors to that is the fact that in the banking space, you don't tend to change your bank provider mm. too often. You know, you tend to open an account with them and you might open a few new accounts over the years, but you tend to stick with your banking provider. Therefore, in general, uh, within that space, they have a huge focus on just making sure that customers are retained mm. and that they're happy. And so I think it's organizations like that in particular and, you know, other retailers of a similar nature that that could definitely utilize technology to captivate a larger audience and ultimately yeah, drive things like retention. What were we talking about the other day, Adam, in regards to what uh, banks are doing at the moment? It was that B-Works example. Oh, yes. Yeah. We were looking at the B-Works presentation that you saw at RBR hmm. um, and... The they were doing everything in terms of experience. We're talking about actually, they were doing. They had a they have a class in there, don't they? They have yeah. like a they have like a gym space. They hold they they rent out some of their rooms for yoga classes. Yeah, not just. Yeah, in fact, it didn't look anything like a bank. And we were saying that when you walk past, um, you want to go in. You want to go in because it literally looks like a cool shop, a cool stroke bar. A bar a coffee, stroke, you don't yeah. know what it is. You're like, wow, what's that place? And that's a bank, which is just crazy to think that a bank has pulled that off. Yeah, they they hire people who come from a customer service background. Mm specifically because they're really personal and friendly yeah greg's spot on though i think with personal experiences and that's such a big thing and he's taylor story greg will obviously sing that guy's praises forever Mm. whether he spent more money in there than he would have done in in the local high street retailer that that was irrelevant because greg's got got such a good experience so that guy's going to get business off greg because if one of greg's friends gets married i guarantee you probably recommend him wouldn't you yeah absolutely um and the the retailer in that example the large retailer if they'd have done something a little bit differently maybe use technology then they may have gotten as a customer you know the fact that he turned up and they didn't have the suit that he wanted even though greg is a pretty normal shape and size guy yep. probably what you're six foot five eleven i don't know what how tall you are we'll go with six foot six foot right okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'll definitely take six foot six foot okay <laughs> but you know he turns up if he did perhaps i don't know if he had googled it beforehand and maybe booked in to see them and they could have the suits ready for him yeah. on the same day if that option was available that would have, he they may have got him as a customer and it may have been a completely different experience because the thing was he turned up to that store 
and the staff, as Greg said, were quite defensive. They were probably defensive because they get the same complaint every day. Hmm. So that store has something broken. You know, a lot about retail, people are impulsive. If you're gonna mission it and drive into town and you're gonna pay for parking, parking's not cheap, unless you go to a retail park, um, and they're usually free, which I think is another another angle. You, you wanna buy it and you wanna see it there and then. So I think if retailers offered a facility that you could perhaps pre-book at short notice, or see that something was going on that suited your needs, you wouldn't have a wasted trip. Because there's nothing worse than on a Saturday or a Sunday when you've got time off, wasting time and wasting money to not get what you want. So technology, if, if someone could look online and find out if what they're doing is available, that might make a difference. Such a simple thing, but that would make a difference. Yeah, so almost like online appointment booking. Yeah, suits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd yeah. be like... Um, yeah. Another industry that's doing it, I don't want to go off for retail, but very quickly, you know, for example, you can now, you can book an appointment online with your GP. You can go on an app, you can book online with your GP, and you can do it on a video call. That's, a, that's the NHS, that's a GP doing that. Retailers should definitely be offering something like that. I'm sure mm. some are, but you know, people do not want to waste a trip, they do not waste time. What else are retailers are doing at the moment to mix up their, their space and get customers in from online? From online? Yeah. What, what, what are they doing? I think one of the core things is just value-added services, mm. things you can't possibly achieve online you can offer face-to-face. -face. Mm. Tailoring, obviously, is one we're talking about here, but things like personal shoppers, like if you mm. are shopping at a department store, one of the ways that department stores like Harrods and Selfridges and et cetera, et cetera, they, they offer personal shoppers. And so that would be another way to personalize the experience obviously to the individual because it's a one-to-one -one interaction but it's a value-added service that you can't possibly really do online that's one thing that i've seen in particular the last few years that's, that's definitely got used a lot more i'd say another thing louis that um retailers are doing which particularly fashion retailers are doing they're kind of doing the less is more approach right and they're really stripping down how their stores look you know look at people like urban outfitters and the way that they look mm. you go in there they don't have racks and racks and racks of clothes and it's the same with some high-end jewelers and things. They're really changing the way that they look. So they're trying to change the experience to be really targeted you know, to, their, to that customer, if that mm. makes sense, by having unique things that they believe appeal to their, their client base. Urban Outfitters have music and stuff out on the shop for, even yeah. though they're not a music shop. Or, or not sometimes. Yeah. I went, I, but <laughs> genuinely, I walked past the Adidas store on Oxford Street today, and I walked in because I couldn't see what they were selling. Really? It was obviously designed with flashing lights everywhere, <laughs> really funky design, lots of people walking around, but you couldn't see any products. Just from walking past, I couldn't see what, what it was. So I walked in. So it, it, it caught my attention and got me in there. But I think for me, the shopping experience is changing in that 90% of what I buy is from Amazon. It's that moment when someone tells me at this time of year what they want for Christmas. I can buy it within five seconds on my phone because in that instance, they know what they want. I'm not interested in going and touching and feeling the products because I know what its quality is going to be like. With Amazon, I know it's going to arrive most of the time, same day where I live on Amazon. The bits that I don't do on Amazon are the ones where I'm willing to pay more for that premium service, for maybe a more meaningful interaction with someone, such as buying the Christmas tree. I'm happy to go to my local garden center that's, that's, that's family-owned little business. I see the guy that's a, that, that owns the place. He's welcoming people in. It is kind of that event where you take the kids along, they choose the Christmas tree. That I would always do in a face-to-face -face environment. And I kind of see in my local high street that kind of becoming more prevalent, the local butchers now. So you are going to stores mm. where you know specifically what you're gonna buy. Mm. Whereas 90% of the other stuff that 
high streets used to sell we're just doing online so i think it is premium services and it is meaningful engagements and do you think amazon can deliver a christmas tree <laughs> i'm sure they could if you look it up i'm sure it's <laughs> on there they'll go and cut one down for you i'm sure they it. would yeah but it's, <laughs> it's just the idea of yeah the kids always choose one that's way yeah. too big and it's kind of just try and stuff it in the back of your car it's quite an event that you cannot get <laughs> from amazon and you need to go same with, with Greg's story. It's you go specifically to somewhere that, that their expertise is in one or two products. Mm. I don't think that kind of department store approach is going to work because as we were saying earlier, the idea that they don't really know what products to stock. Mm -hmm. So you could pre-stage the event, book an appointment and let the store know kind of what you're going in to look at. That makes sense to allow them then to purchase products that are relevant to you. Um, it's kind of what they call pre-staging in the banking arena. So you would pre-stage the event, booking an appointment, and they would then send you an online form to capture the information to make sure when you arrive, your service is guaranteed. It will complete. There'll be you're minimising service failures, and that is exactly the same everywhere, isn't it? Whenever you walk into a store, you want to minimise the, you know, the potential mm. failure of purchasing a product. The same as right. in uh, any retail environment, I think. So would you say that that applies for mainly more complicated products and services? For example, like if you're trying to inquire about a mortgage? I think so. I, th I still think that th there's that ethos that's been going on for ages, which is I think people are still willing to pay more for certain products yeah. to get a better service. And I think that still sticks in the retail banking arena with a mortgage, for example. Because yesterday I noticed that Lloyds Bank are doing some amazing TV advertising. They're incorporating their services with Relate Mental Health Services. So they're kind of encouraging mm. people to help Lloyds Bank customers. That idea of not forcing a product down the customer's throat is generating that idea of brand loyalty and brand trust. Yeah. Mm. So that's all it's doing. They're not promoting their own products. They are genuinely helping you so you will go back to them and potentially pay a little bit more maybe, maybe for your mortgage but it's trying to you know what banks are trying to capture people from birth to death through loyalty and word of mouth I think that particular service is, is perfect for that that's another thing B Works and Santander's Work mm. Cafe are both doing it's, it's mental health and mindfulness uh, exercises like group classes it's got nothing to do with banking but it creates a really positive experience to associate with that brand one um, maybe to change up the topic a little bit but a case study I was just thinking of as we were talking there they're, they're a company everyone you probably heard of them made.com Yep. Yeah. I bought a sell furniture yeah, right? we buy stuff from if you think well. about made.com mm. made.com is working in reverse everything we've just talked about yeah because they're a company that sells furniture and in most people's worlds you tend to go and buy furniture in person like you'll go to an ikea or you'll go to dfs or wherever it is for a sofa for so many years furniture has always been something that for some reason you got to see the coffee table to believe the coffee table yeah, that's true and you've got to sit on that sofa or, or lay on that bed for example but actually made.com is a really good case study for mm. actually you can build a business completely in reverse they all they did is have online for several years made ginormous success from mm. online and then in recent i think it was last year i was at future stores and I think it was the CEO, I'm not sure, but they went up on stage and they basically just talked about how actually they're getting so much pressure to open stores. Wow. Yeah, and so they're, they're now opening, I think, if not already have open stores. So they've gone from a completely online business, yeah. made so much success out of it, and they loved it so much, their fan base was just like, we need physical stores for you. <laughs> so that was a, that's a strange 
You, the other one case that study. does that as well is, I can't remember the name, I think there's about three different ones, so that mattress company, the uh, memory foam mattresses yeah. are called Simba. You can't, there's, you can't. Simba, that's it. Is yeah. Simba, is it Simba, I, something I think like that? So, or, yeah. or, or, or a girl's name or something, and you can get like free, get free delivery, you get to try it for 90 days and send it back. I mean, I wouldn't want someone's mattress from 90 days. No, that's true, but isn't that sort of the idea that companies, a lot of companies now are just specialising in one product? Yeah. Mm. So you, you know the quality has got to be amazing. Yeah, they wouldn't have a business. make one thing. Yeah, I kind of like that. Much. But yeah, I've seen restaurants do very well doing that, that exact thing. When I was in America, they had this amazing brand of uh, fast food called In-N-Out. I don't, don't know if anyone's heard yep, of that. Yeah, of course. They just do burgers and chips. That is all they do. The same burger, the same chips. Good burger and chips, But right? it, they're really bloody good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd expect them to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the topic of food, I would like to, on the next podcast, talk about two case studies of two or a handful of cafes and restaurants here in Woking because I think actually just within our vicinity of where we work obviously we interact with these as you know high street cafes and restaurants on, on a regular basis and I think there's some really good case studies of where we go and why we go there <laughs> and why we don't go there for example and on the next podcast I think it's probably worth a conversation about that because from a food perspective people are very like they're quite fickle at times because you will just yeah. go over here if the price looks good but also you'll be loyal if it and it's a really good case study for customer experience if you get it right it can really be successful mm. so let's do that then so that'll be our next episode before we wrap up this one so we had a question at the beginning how can retailers use technology mm -hmm. to facilitate this meaningful personal experience without hindering it what would you say in a few sentences an answer to that question so i start up yeah go, I think we go. go around the table yeah, yeah sure for me yeah it's about does it help the process or does it hinder the process if you're putting technology in to help to hinder the process then you're you're defeating the object 100 percent but there are absolutely techniques that we have implemented with our customers, appointment booking solutions like Simon talked about for pre-staging engagements, telling people and collecting information in advance. So appointment-based systems definitely work for sure. And I think in all honesty, if you're an organization, a business that is of the nature where appointments could work, if you're not offering it, I think you're crazy personally, mm -hmm. because why would you not offer it? Why would you not allow your customer the opportunity to give you the buying signal of I would like to come and meet you at a specific yeah. time yeah. and date and talk to you about a specific product yeah. does just absolutely baffles me in 2019 how so many organizations do not have an appointment system and don't get me wrong I fully appreciate there are other things at play it's not just that there are back-end processes the, the way you work for example but in my opinion if you're an organization that could benefit from utilizing appointments and these pre-staged appointment pre-staged engagements whether it's physical or it's online like with video etc i think you you should and there's definitely something to explore there and then the second thing for me for definite is is the increase in in-store or in branch events i think that's a massive massive topic right now i personally think it's one of the biggest growing trends yeah. experiential marketing is is all everybody's talking about absolutely and i think again from a technology perspective to to harness that potential you've got to have the right technology behind you and that's the second thing that people should be exploring We'll explore that a bit more in another episode. Mm -hmm. Adam, do you have anything to... Pretty much the same as what Greg would say. The only thing I would say on top of that would be, I think, if technology is used correctly, is regarding just personalization. You know, mm. if you, can, you can capture people's information, you can make it so their experience, they're coming to store is going to be for what they want. So you make it personal. I, I think if you've got options available when you're making a booking for appointment that makes it personal for them, it means that they're going to remember that experience even more. It's going to make it simple, smoother, and they'll, it'll be a more pleasurable experience for them. And therefore, they're more likely to come back and do it again or recommend you. Greg said the word fickle there. People are really fickle. Yeah. And there's so much choice now with online, with review sites. If you do something badly, they will not come back. 
unless it is unless you have a very very decent sale or something like that but they're not going to come back there's so much choice so i think make it personal and give them the option to book in so not wasting time yeah that's a good point actually customer retention if you reduce the number of services that you provide but do them in an expert fashion in a in yeah. an event driven fashion where you're teaching helping assisting customers to give them value in those meaningful engagements then that's going to just really drive a community feel to branches and maybe shift the focus for the high street in the future and physical stores i definitely think there's opportunity for a podcast at a later date to talk about the use of technology in a store like utilization of screens utilization of different types of checkout desks devices like kiosks and tablets and things like that i think that's a whole nother topic of conversation we should definitely address soon because I've, I've got some good case studies with that stuff's been used well and i'm sure we've all had a bad experience where we've been <laughs> you know stuck in front of some horrific piece of hardware that looks yeah, like a yeah. dalek or something <laughs> anyway so yeah no, we've got some good ideas for our next episode if you're a human and you eat food tune into the next one <laughs> thanks for listening guys cheers bye that eat food you can come to Woking and go to Pizza Express because Prince Andrew did yeah he did yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to mention it